another edition of Sports with Joseph. I'm Joseph Messenger, and a lot has happened in the NFL playoffs, and most of it has been expected. I'm going to start off with the Ravens-Chargers game, and then go through the rest of the playoffs. I will then take you through the Ravens' latest coaching moves, highlighted by a coaching change, and then we will go through the Orioles' coaching staff as that has been officially set for the 2019 MLB season. If we have time, I will take you through a preview of the Super Bowl all coming up and much, much more on Sports with Yosef. So the Ravens were back in the playoffs since the first time since 2014, since the first time since 2012. They were hosting a playoff game and it didn't go their way and it started with a Opening coin toss, the Chargers won that, and it went all downhill from there. And the Ravens were fumbling all day. I think there were three or four fumbles on the first drive, and the, finally the Chargers were able to get one. And back for the Ravens on one of those many fumbles, the Ravens were just turning it over. It was Kenneth Dixon who fumbled. Lamar Jackson couldn't handle some snaps. He was fumbling some exchanges, and he just playing off fumbled. And honestly, it was very interesting. You were able to see how athletic Lamar Jackson was. There was a play where he fumbled the ball, and he picked the ball up. And this is maybe 10 yards behind the line of scrimmage. He makes a guy miss him. He's r racing out, and then he makes a throw. It's like no other quarterback in the league could have done what he did to get that play off. And it was almost a great play. It's just he made a bad throw. But Lamar Jackson, he struggled in the first three quarters of the game. The Ravens' offense was not in sync. But the Ravens' defense, man. Was it good? As Jerry Sandusky said, Philip Rivers had 160 passing yards in the game. He had 15 rushing yards. And here's the thing with Philip Rivers and those 160 passing yards. Philip Rivers uh, and 160 passing yards, when you think of that, that's a good quarter for him. That's not an NFL game. The Ravens held him to his fewest passing yards and about 170 to 180 um, back in week 16. Well, I held him to even less. In week one of the playoffs, the Ravens, a phenomenal job there. Melvin Gordon, 40 rushing yards. The Ravens completely stonewalled the Chargers' offense. They had five field goals to the Chargers. One touchdown, and that one touchdown was off of a turnover. And great field position there. But the Ravens' defense, Zadarius Smith blocked a field goal. Buck Allen blocked a punt. Well, that's really special teams, but it, it was great. But then on the offense, the O-line gave Lamar Jackson no time. He literally would drop back to throw. He has a guy in his face. I don't care how athletic you are. You have to have time to throw a football. We've had that issue with Joe Flacco for years. The O-line wasn't giving him time. That's why he was struggling. The O-line gave Joe Flacco no time. His wide receivers didn't help him. There were some drops that turned into interception. And there were fumbles. It, there was just no chance for the Ravens' offense. There was no coaching adjustments. What the Chargers did, and credit to the Chargers, they came up with a great game plan, and I, and albeit some of it, it was due to injuries, but they played seven defensive backs almost the entire game. There were like no linebackers playing for the Chargers. It was cornerbacks and safeties, and they were fast enough to be able to stay with Lamar. Derwin James had a sensational game. He really stopped Lamar Jackson, but the Ravens' offense, what they should have done was just gut heavy and run it right up the middle, and they weren't doing that. There was no coaching adjustments. They thought they'd be able to do the same thing they were doing in Week 16. And please remember, although the Ravens won that game in Week 16, the Ravens often struggled in the second half. The Ravens' coaches were not good. In fact, they were horrible. And it was because of the O-line and the coaches that the Ravens lost that game. It was a lack of coaching adjustments. 
the NFL is a game of who has the latest advantage. The Chargers had the advantage. The Ravens didn't try to take the advantage back. That's the issue. And the Ravens lost. But they did try to come back in this one. Late fourth quarter. With 6.33 to go. Michael Crabtree caught one touchdown in what was a three-score game. Then he caught with about, just after the two-minute warning, another touchdown. It was a six-point game, and the Ravens had the ball back. Lamar Jackson, he was driving down the field, and the Ravens, well, they were looking like they would be almost ready to take a Hail Mary shot and try to win, and honestly, I thought they had a chance at that point. Well, Lamar Jackson, he's dropping back to throw, and he is stripped, and the Chargers recover to end the Ravens' season, but it was a building block of the season. This is a team that was 4-5 and five at the break. And I will do a podcast that will go through the entire Ravens season and break it down. But they were 4-5 and five in the break. Great job by John Harbaugh and coaching staff to be able to get this team to where it was in the playoffs. And please, they were playing good teams over that stretch. Great teams. And they did a great job. And this is a team that can go far in the playoffs next year. I think they're going to... Honestly, our Super Bowl contenders, I'm saying at least an AFC Championship right now, and I know it's really early, I know free agency hasn't happened, I know the draft hasn't happened. But imagine Lamar Jackson for a 16-game regular season. He's 6-2 and two as a starter. And let's not forget the teams he's played. This could be a really good team next year. A really good team. And the Ravens, they're going to have a bunch of free agents after the season, and one of them, Eric Weddle, well, he wants to return to the Ravens if the Ravens will have him. He's definitely been a liability on defense, but his mind and what he can do might just over, um, counter that. Otherwise, he will go to another team or retire. He is not sure. The Ravens are not sure what will they will be doing. But don't forget, and I am going a little bit out of order here from what I said in the opening teaser. The Ravens did make some coaching adjustments. They're, they're reportedly going to be signing John Harbaugh to a five-year deal. And of course... They promoted Greg Roman to offensive coordinator, and they were trying to keep Monty Morningweg on the coaching staff. They were unable to do so. But what I like about this Greg Roman move is it's good for the team. So about, I'm going to take you back to 2013 in February. The Ravens were playing the 49ers in the Super Bowl, and Alex Smith was the quarterback for the 49ers, and he went down with, uh, with a concussion, I believe. And Colin Kaepernick came in, turned that team around, brought it to the Super Bowl. And the offensive coordinator for that team was Greg Roman. Roman has worked with mobile quarterbacks before. The Ravens were running almost the exact same offense as the 49ers were back in that season. And he's a perfect guy to work with Lamar Jackson. And I know Morningwag worked with Michael Vick, but this is a lot more recent. It's the RPOs, it's the zone reads, it's the triple options. This is exactly what the 49ers were doing back in their season. Don't forget who one of the wide receivers were who caught a touchdown against the Ravens in that Super Bowl, Michael Crabtree, although whether or not he will be on the team next year is debatable. He had many, many drops this season to the dismay of the Ravens fans who were hoping they would be getting a veteran wide receiver who would be catching everything, something they have not had in a long time. Let's take a look at what's happened in the playoffs so far. We talked about Ravens Chargers in the other AFC matchup, the Colts, Took it to the Texans 21-7. Deshaun Watson and the Texans are going to be a good team next year, but they struggle. And the Colts, good job by them just to get out there and play good football. Seahawks-Cowboys. The Cowboys were able to outlast the Seahawks 24-22. And then Philly-Philly in, this time, Chicago. The Bears and the Eagles. Well, 
Nick Foles worked his magic with under two minutes to go. He threw a go-ahead touchdown pass to make it 15-15 to Golden Tate. And then the extra point was good. And it looked like Nick Foles would work his magic again. But here came Michael Trubisky down the field. And on came the kicker for the Bears to send their team to the, the divisional round to play the Rams. The kick was up. Hits off of the left crossbar, the left post. Then it bounces off the crossbar and bounces into the end zone. And the Eagles advanced to play the Saints. And then in the divisional round, the Eagles-Saints, well... The Saints were leading 20-14 to 14 at the end of the game, but Nick Foles, he was leading his team down the field. Fires through the hands of Jeffrey, intercepted by Marshawn Lattimore, and the Saints would go on to the NFC Championship game. The other NFC Championship team would be the Rams. The Rams beat the Cowboys 30-22, to 22, and they just completely outplayed the Cowboys. And then in the AFC, the Chiefs easily beat the Colts 31-13. to 13. Patriots crushed the Chargers 41 to 28 and it was the one and two seats for both the AFC and the NFC and what was a horrible weekend of football in the divisional round well it was a great weekend of football for the conference championship we'll start with the, with the AFC Patriots Chiefs well the it was a 7 nothing I'm sorry 14 nothing game going into halftime Patriots over the Chiefs. The Chiefs came back. It was looking to be that the Chiefs would win it at the end of the game, but the Patriots got a field goal to tie 31-31. Overtime, Patriots won the toss. Marched down the field. Rex Burkett ran it in for the touchdown, and Tom Brady, he's in another Super Bowl. Third straight year, he's in the Super Bowl, and I was looking in the graphic that shows all the quarterbacks in the Super Bowl. All the AFC quarterbacks in the Super Bowl, I'm sorry, since 2003. And there have been four quarterbacks in the, for the AFC in the Super Bowl since 2003. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, Joe Flacco. And we'll talk about Joe Flacco in a couple minutes. I forgot to tease about him. But in the NFC, well, it was the Rams and the Saints. Well, at the very end of the game, Drew Brees fires to the outside looking for Robbie Lee Lewis. And it was incomplete and no flag on the play. The Rams defender just ran over Robbie Lee Lewis. It was helmet to helmet. There was also pass interference and there was no flag. And that cost the Saints the Super Bowls. The Rams will go on to win it in overtime. And there's a petition going around right now and I urge everyone to sign it. I've already signed it asking the NFL to replay the NFC Championship. And that's not actually going to happen. But over 750,000 fans have signed it. It cost the Saints a Super Bowl. And more than that, this poor officiating and no replays of penalties. Well, it could cost Sean Payton a Hall of Fame. He's not going to make it right now with only one Super Bowl. If he had won it this year, I think he makes it. I'm not sure he'll ever get another chance. And this poor officiating, people are saying, oh, whatever, Saints will do it next year. I don't think so. I'm going to probably, right now they're the team to beat in the NFC. But it's not going to be easy. And poor officiating might have just cost Sean Payton a Hall of Fame. Might have cost Drew Brees to be called the greatest quarterback of all time because I firmly believe he is the greatest quarterback of all time. And I will talk about that on another podcast in another time. Quickly about Joe Flacco. During the Ravens games, there were fans calling for Joe Flacco to come in and play. 
And Jimmy Smith went over to the fans is like, Lamar brought us here. This is his turn, it's his ship. And here's the thing with bringing in Joe Flacco. I didn't want it to happen. Here's what happens when you bring in Joe Flacco. If Lamar Jackson was being hit all day. If he couldn't buy time to throw with his athleticism, what's Joe Flacco going to do? It's a living sack machine. It's not going to work. It really won't. And kudos to John Arbol for not bringing in Joe Flacco, for sticking with his man with Lamar Jackson, and he's the future of this franchise. And a lot's going to happen in free agency and trades, and I will ta- be talking about that in the future, but for now, let's talk about the Orioles and their coaching moves. Well, the Orioles announced that the fourth major league coaching staff, Arnie Baylor, will be the first base coach. Doug Brokale is the pitching coach. Tim Cousins as Major League Field Coordinator slash Catching Instructor. Jose Flores is the third base coach. Jose Hernandez as Major League Coach. Don Long as Hitting Coach. John Watson as Bullpen Coach. Howie Clark will be the only coach returning as the Assistant Hitting Coach. All four. Brandon Hyde for the Orioles Manager. For the 2019 season, and a season where they can't really go worse than what they were in 2018. This is a team that's going, they've got a lot of experience now on the coaching staff. Arnie Baylor, this is his 28th season as manager, coach, or a scout. Doug Brockle, he, he's been a pitching coach for the Rangers for the last three years. He spent six seasons with the Astros organization. Cousins, his is the, his, his, this is his 18th season. As manager, coach, or bullpen catcher. Flores is his 19th season as coach or manager. Hernandez. He's been, this is the 10th season in the Orioles organization. Long, he's been the hitting coach for the past five seasons for the Cincinnati Reds. It's his 33rd season as coach or manager. This is a very experienced team. And I'm sorry, this is a very experienced coaching staff. There is some experience on the team. Mostly, though, it is young players looking to show, hey, we're going to be ready for this team. We're going to turn the ship around in Baltimore as Adam Jones, Chris Tillman, Chris Davis did way back in 2012 with Buck Showalter and Dan Duquette. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sports with Yosef. I apologize for the delay which it took me to get this one out. I'm Yosef center. I'll see you next time.